Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is TV worth talking about. We're not at war. That is an illusion. This is Shrine Podcasts. Vigil. Welcome to a brand new episode of Shrine Podcast Presents Vigil. I'm Rebecca. I'm Brendan. And this week, our Hannah is living it up in Port Havers. So, in the words of Bill Withers, it's just the two of us. Aww. Aww. Now, I will be honest. I was shook after Sunday night's dramatic and traumatic episode. It was so tense. I actually thought at one point that I needed to vom like poor <laughs> Chef Jackie. R.I.P. Oh, you wouldn't want to vomit that level. (laughs) Awful. Episode 5 has been described as a jaw-dropping masterclass with edge-of-your-seat suspense. A modern Agatha Christie. (laughs) A modern Agatha Christie. Modern. Am I going to get sick again? Set on a submarine with a nightmare-inducing cliffhanger ending. Or, as one person on Twitter eloquently summarised the episode in one sentence, the detective got turned into a torpedo. (laughs) (laughs) This week, Brendan is recapping the penultimate episode of Vigil, and I will be bringing you some excellent thoughts and theories. But very quickly before that, we would like to chat about the fact that the captain of Vigil has been listening to the podcast. He has, Captain Newsom himself. Friend of the podcast, Patterson Joseph, who plays Captain Newsom, tweeted us last week and made us very giddy. He wrote... Y'all are gas. As the youth used to say in Dublin circa 1994-5, I lived in Killiney for a year after getting (laughs) married at Kill of the Grange Church in Blackrock, lovely area. Happy days came flooding back to hear you guys chatting total wonderful shite. And, and, And we've never claimed to talk anything other than shite. Patterson, thank you. You will forever be our captain. And please come on the podcast and we can chat about your Dublin adventures. And we want to hear you play the Baron. Absolutely. You have to come on and play the Baron. Shall we go for it? Uh, just before we go for it, should we check in with Hannah in Port Havers? She sent me this voice note straight after the episode on Sunday. Now, I have not listened to this yet. This is Hannah's review of the episode. Let's take a listen. Guys, so sorry I'm not at the podcast recording <laughs> session today. I am at my best friend's wedding, um, which had to get rescheduled four times because of effing COVID, but... It's now finally happening and we're here and everything is going well. So happy wedding day, Sophie and Limo. But Jesus Christ, am I missing 
the best episode of Vigil that we possibly could have had to talk about. And I took all of these notes on my phone of things to say to you guys. Well, fuck them all out the window because (laughs) the last three minutes was insane. It sort of turned into this weird space film, like something that would star... Matt Damon or George Clooney yeah. or Sandra Bullock, some sad dad space actor, um, and we've all seen them a hundred times. Like, imagine if you just were like flicking through the telly on a Sunday night, and then all of a sudden, Sean Evans and Saran Jones are not in water but are in submarine, like scuba suits with absolutely gorgeous inbuilt ring lights. Lovely lighting. And are like running around on a submarine. You'd be so fucking confused. But anyway, my notes went out the window because. The first awful thing that happened in the last three minutes was that Glover's suit got nicked and the nerve agent got in and we thought he was going to die. And then while you were being distracted by that, Doward, who we, one of us definitely called it at some stage, so we'll claim that we got that right, turned out to be the big bad. And his reveal sort of distracts you from the fact that he's just knocked out the Ron Jones, put her in one of those fucking tube things that are meant to be so cold they kept Martin Compton's body perfectly reserved for three whole episodes and it was filling with water and the water was over her face by the time the credits rolled so even though it's been a couple of days later I'm still incredibly stressed you guys cannot wait to hear the recap the thoughts and theories that get it that we get in and what you guys think I'll be listening maybe not six o'clock on Wednesday morning but at some stage when I wake up tomorrow and I can't wait to hear it can't wait to be back recording with you guys next week what a bloody episode and what a finale we're in for goodbye love you kiss kiss wow Port Haver sounds lit it does it? doesn't it <laughs> <laughs> um, have to say really quickly on the ring light uh, scuba Steve suits yeah they look like they had a microwave on their head <laughs> they did look they? Like, it was a bit of a microwave situation I was like is that mac and cheese but the, yeah the, the, the lighting inside those was, was amazing okay Shall we go for it? Brendan, recap of Vigil, episode five. Take it away, bitch. Okay, so the episode opens with the coxswain shouldering Amy away from the frothing Jackie and to a wall. Now, a lot of people guessed last week that it was Elliot inside the gas mask and they were completely right. Um, E.T. He uh, orders her to phone the deck and get them to evacuate the missile compartment at all levels. Now, at this point... I still wasn't sure. I was like watching Elliot being like, you are dodgy AF. I thought he was trying to push her in behind that big metal door to lock her in. I was like, why are you making her make the calls? I thought he was double bluffing. Why are you not touching the phone? I was so, so suspicious of him here. Um, So he made her uh, phone the captain uh, to report the fact that Jackie had inhaled a poisonous gas and is now dead. Poor Jackie. Yeah, but he didn't want to touch that phone in case he contaminated it. I think that's what was going on. But I was like, what? I don't... I was so, so suspicious Oh no, it was a lot to try and take in in the first few seconds, really. Now, a very quick thinking Silva here tells him he must, in no uncertain terms, strip off immediately for fear there's gas on his clothes and he might inadvertently end up poisoning somebody. Show us your bum! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so um, I think she's up to, at two things here I think obviously she wants to see the tattoo But you're like 
She's been on a submarine, you know, without any... Anyway, moving on. Uh, Dowers. <laughs> I think she just didn't want to be poisoned. <laughs> oh, yeah, fair enough. Uh, Dowers, this is the guy who flew in with Silva on the helicopter to replace friend of the podcast, Martin Comston's character, Craig Burke, is with them all the while. He's overhearing this entire conversation. Elliot turns to him and asks him to go fetch a bag to seal his clothes in. And Dowers is diligent and obliges. Um, it's here that we finally get to see Elliot's upper arm. And yes, of course, that was him in the photo with Dr. Doherty and the tribal tattoo. Silva very helpfully accompanies Elliot towards the showers and she's trying to question him on the way here. And he's like, look, I know the way you speak to people. Don't try that shit with me. I'm having none of it. I need to go and like shower this uh, gas off me. Uh, Dr. Doherty then meets both of them in the corridor and she says to Amy, she's like, you also need to shower. She's like, two minutes in the clothes that you're wearing to get it off, then get the clothes off and then 10 minutes with loads of soap and water to remove any trace. Rinse the nostrils, she said at one point. Oh, did she? Yeah, yeah, just in case It was very Adam Rickett breathing again. It was. Ooh, bit of steam. What a song. Um, so um, she asks Amy if she thinks this is uh, Dr. Doherty is like, uh, says to Amy, do you think it's a nerve agent like Saren? And Amy says it has to be. Uh, the credits haven't even rolled yet at this point. It is high drama. Longacre wakes up in bed. She gets into a gorgeous bathtub. It's one of the nicest baths I've ever seen. Oh, gorgeous. Like, it's a lovely shape. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's a little, is it, I think, is it called an egg, half egg bath or something? It's so fancy, I've never no, even known yeah, the name it, it or heard looks, the name. It looks lovely. Um, she's a little daydream here, back to her and Amy sharing a bath in much, much happier times. Back down on vigil, Amy's all washed and clean, while the coxswain has his cock out under the careful supervision of Dr. Darty. Breathe again. Uh, she tells him that they don't have the drugs they need on board to save him if he's inhaled the gas. This is very important and obviously stressful now but it will become even stressful later on. Yeah, it's really sad and also then she kisses him, Brendan, yeah, which so, is very dangerous. Yeah, he apologises for being such a prick to her and after she tells him his soul isn't in good shape she takes her mask off, risks her life and plants a big fat kiss on his lips before telling him that that is the last time. Longacre phones uh, DS Porter and tells him to pull CCTV from around Peter Ingalls' flat and just to talk to absolutely everybody possible in Scotland that might know something about him. She's like, he was here for a long time. He has to have built up a very, uh, a very big network. Back down on vigil, the coxswain is uh, filling the captain in on what, he w- uh, on what he was doing when Jackie died. So he's like, look, she had the lid off this uh, big tin. It was a big tin of grapefruit uh, and there was gas coming out of it. He it says, was foaming. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so was she. <laughs> so um, the coxswain's like, look, Jackie was scared. And just before she died, she says, tell Sean that I couldn't. And Sean is Jackie's son, who was supposed to serve a 10 year sentence, but we heard was getting out one year in. Um, Jackie then started to vomit. Elliot ran to go and grab a gas mask. When he got back, Jackie was dead and he said Silva was there. Um, So Silva got to Jackie just after she died and she says, look, it has all the hallmarks of exactly what happened to Craig Burke, like the same sort of death, the foaming of the mouth, the the gas and um, the kind of the substance residue. Um, Now, the captain points out here that the whole, that an entire section of the boat is now out of action. It's also where they feed the crew from. So they can't feed anyone. Starving. Imagine and the hangar. where they keep the hazmat suits, Brendan. The hazmat suits, It's yeah. a disaster. Yeah, so there's a whole section of boat gone. Nobody can be fed and they've no hazmat suits. They're fucked. He also drops in here that the communications wire still hasn't been reconnected. Yeah, because you were in the shipping lane with Jay McDonald last <laughs> yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the captain says he's going to reinstate Prentice at this point. And he actually asks Amy, he's like, if that's okay with you. 
he's sort of like, if you don't mind. Um, and then he also lets Amy help after um, Amy's like, look, you, she's like, yeah, you can have Prentice. You also need me. I'm fine. And then Tiffany's actually like, yeah, look, I've given her medication. It's not her antidepressants or anti-anxiety medication, but it's enough to take the edge off. So they're away in a hack and they're all going to work together as a team. Uh, Longacre arrives at the home of Silva's ex's parents where Poppy is living. This is... Uh, the, the daughter of the guy that she was Lovely going girl. to get engaged to before the car veered off the road and into a lake. Um, it's Poppy's birthday and she's brought her a card and a present from Amy because Longacre's like, there's been no communication from Vigil and I'm getting here that Longacre might think that she's never going to hear from Amy again. Yeah. Um. So the mother is not impressed but the dad is like, come round the back, have a cup of tea, let's sit down and have a chat. So they get rid of Poppy, they're like, go and play, we need to have an adult talk and the mom is like, Look, if we're going to be talking about joint custody, who the hell are you? What are you doing with like Amy? And she's like, uh, and then a- uh, Longacre's like, what do you mean joint custody? I haven't heard of anything. And they're like, well, I can't believe that you're her partner. She hasn't mentioned this. And she's like, no, we broke up ages ago. And so Amy didn't tell them that they'd broken up. And she didn't tell her that she was in talks about trying to get joint custody of Poppy. Mm-hmm. Um Longacre makes her excuses here and she leaves but not before going inside to say goodbye to Poppy and then she like has a a big cry in the car. She's another flashback here to um, herself accusing Amy of not introducing her to like friends and family and she's like are you ashamed of me? And she's like no not at all but like as usual Amy's quite aloof and a bit evasive um, when Longacre's kind of pushing her to progress their relationship here. Um, the rear admiral tells his team that there is evidence the Russians are trying to force Vigil to the surface uh, they haven't heard from Vigil now in over 12 hours Jesus. so they need to go looking uh, he's like get another submarine out today ready or not he's like the deterrent cannot be broken and the lads are like "Like we're not ready he's like get it out um, they're not fit for purpose they're not fit for purpose no uh, back down on Vigil the captain fills Prentice and a select few others in on Jackie's death he's like don't tell the rest of the team like we'll tell her tell them that she's dead but we're not telling them what's gone on mm-hmm. um, Silva explains that she believes uh, that Jackie was poisoned by somebody who had links to Indonesia and was helping get her son out of prison in return for Jackie doing some dirty work Prentice is like well clearly it's the Russians or the Chinese that's Prentice's take on it uh, also here it is confirmed that Jackie did poison Burke so Jackie was the person who poisoned Burke and then obviously Darrod flew in on the, the helicopter with uh, Saran Jones Yes, but who told Jackie to do that is the one thing that we still haven't still figured don't out. Know. It, yeah. the, you know, in the theories, we'll get to this. There's probably another one on board now. Or they made a point in the first episode of saying how many uh, communications each person could get in. Yeah. So did she get a, a, an external communication sent in in code? Yeah, it could have been code, but I still am thinking. I'm yeah, still somebody else there on board. Be someone else dodging yeah, on board. Yeah, uh, the captain also tells the team here that Vigil is fucked. Basically, they can't feed anyone. They can't access half the boat. They can't send or receive messages, and they can't fire any missiles. And like I was ready to be like, Vigil's coming home. Like this what is week. it? Is it was it a lame duck? Is that the phrase of like? Is it a lame duck when you're just floating along and like? Wah, wah, and then, <laughs> <laughs> I anyway, heard that, if I've got yeah. my analogy right, Vigil is a lame duck. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, little duck. Oh. Uh, Hadlow says that he can rake the fire sprinkler. Now, Hadlow's very, very handy here. He's like, he's got a lot of solutions. Oh my God, he's so intelligent, takes charge, love all that. Also, I'm like, are you Russian as well? Are you working no. with the Russians too? I don't know. I'd like to think that he's just very helpful. I like to think so too. So Hadlow here, he's like, look, I can rig up the fire sprinklers to spray out a, a watered down bleach. That's going to neutralise the sarin gas. Very knowledgeable on all this, but he's not entirely sure if it's going to work. He's like, that could help let somebody get into the tin full of gas in the grapefruit, put it in a plastic bag. A plastic bag. <laughs> oh hell. my bloody hell now. There's a few, like, I love this show, but like, <laughs> there's a few things now that probably would not have happened in real life that happened. No, absolutely. He's like, stick it in the torpedo tubes and fire it into the sea. Give it a wash, fire it into the sea. There you go. Yeah. Uh, it's all extremely risky, everyone is told here. And Dr. Doherty is like, whoever goes in will have a maximum of 15 minutes before they burst into flames because it's so hot and so dark in there. Because I think they had to set turn off the power to that entire section. So a lot of people on social this week asking why when they went in, was it pitch black? I'm going to try and say it's because they had to shut off all the power because the ventilation system, I'm sure, is connected. So they need to completely separate it. I, I, That's what I'm going to try I and would say. have assumed. So I also mm. just thought for dramatic purposes. Oh, of course, it's for dramatic effect. Yes. But to try and explain why it might be done for a reason. There's a moon suit. Pop that in a bag. Exactly. A yeah. So Hadlow also here offers to create a makeshift decontamination area for when they come back out for the moon suits. Uh, the coxswain apologises to Amy for being a cock and tells her about the RCMS. This is the dial that can manually override the reactor which is what happened after Craig Burke died. Uh, yeah, it was tampered going to force with. them to the surface. So this is the tampered padlock that yeah. Gary Walsh, fair play to him, discovered. Um, he begs, the coxswain begs Amy to find out why someone keeps trying to force Vigil to the surface. He's like, the why is you. You find the why. Um, which I thought was interesting because surely you should be trying to find the who. <laughs> who was trying to force us to the surface? He's like, focus on the why. Um Longacre calls to the hockey stadium where Peter Ingalls had a season ticket. Uh, she gets his number straight off the system because she's chatting to like the woman who works there. She's like, is that his mobile number? She's like, yeah, I'll have that. I'm like GDPR woman, seriously. She's like, thanks very much. Um, and she learns here that season ticket holders always sit in the exact same seat. Peter I Ingalls, that. Yeah, Peter Ingalls uh, brought a guest a number of times. This is what she was told by the woman who worked at the uh, stadium. So she phones Porter and she's like, look, Forget CCTV because it's wiped after however long. She's like, people take selfies, videos, like whatever. We can geolocate them, have a look around. We know where he was sitting. We know what he looks like. We need to find out who was sitting beside him. I loved so, it. It's very Homeland, but also made yeah, me brilliant. think you can't really get away with anything these days. Absolutely not. Like so say you brought some, you know, new squeeze to the yeah. board, gosh, Energy Theatre well, to see a musical and you would seize and take... Imagine. Who was Brendan like, Oh, there he is. Yeah. Zoom in. My selfie in front of you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so she puts Porter to work here. He's, he, she's woken him up on the phone call. He's like, can I have my breakfast? And she was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was like, oh my God, let the man eat. Let He's doing all of the eat. work. Yeah. Um, on vigil, Amy and the coxswain visit one of the cooks to ask him about Jackie. He was like, look, she was in good form earlier in the day because obviously she found out her son was getting out. Um, how did she get that communication? Is that a hole? No, no, no. Right. She could be communicating with the person that on board. we all suspect on board who replaced Craig Right, Burke. okay. But, but there's still... Someone else. 
something else that hasn't been cleared up. Okay. Um, and then he's like, but then she went a bit all over the place later in the day. She had a wobble. <laughs> She'd go and get the grapefruit. Um, and then he's like, and then she's dead. He's like, she's never going to see her son again. Um, oh, and then sad. this guy at the end, then he says to the cox and he's like, oh, he's like, I think we should do a whip round for her family. And Elliot's like, yeah, he's like, come and talk to me about that tomorrow. I love that he's like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. Isn't she fucking idea. poisoned Craig Burke? Like I was <laughs> yeah. like, listen, it's really sad shock to see her son and she was doing it because she thought she was doing it for her own reasons. But at the end of the day, our Craig Burke, God love him, should not have been killed off. We wanted to see no. more of Martin Compson. Also, who has cash on board a submarine? <laughs> yeah. Do you take Revolut? Yeah, and I want to see Martin Compson in the little hat. I know. Um, within earshot of Doward, <laughs> who now all of a sudden can apparently read sonar. No, he's, he <laughs> is always in the background of every shot, just background overhearing. Of every shot. He's like, what was that, love? Yeah. Now, now apparently he can read sonar now. Uh, Convenient. Like, they're like, look, we don't want to be forced up to the surface. Clearly someone's trying to get us up there. And Doward is like, beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Um, and he's like they're like what's the weather like up there today and he's like oh it's clear for about 40 miles very visible uh, so look very easy to be spotted by some sneaky Russians or the Chinese or whoever it is that's trying they're to get all them trailing right? each other the Americans yeah, they're all like they're, they're all having a submarine yeah, party it's full there's no room for a cruise ship um, the coxswain and Amy ask for permission to pop on a couple of moon suits to go into where Jackie's body is still lying uh, they want to collect the nerve gas grab some more hazmat suits and assess the murder scene in their plea to the captain, Elliot admits that he's been making Amy's life completely difficult. He's like, look, she found out that I was riding Dr. Doherty and then I was just trying to discredit her and like stop her investigating. But he's like, she's more than capable. Um, and when it's uh, revealed that Elliot and Tiffany were having an affair, Prentice turns to Elliot and he's like, welcome to the fuck ups club. I loved that line. That is definitely a catch of the day or it whatever the hell is. we call it. <laughs> and it's got to be the name of this week's podcast. Um, Prentice reminds Amy that she'll have no more than 15 minutes in there before she passes out in her own sweat. And the captain says the number one priority for him, he's like, get me those fucking hazmat suits. He's like, that's all I want. He's like, everything else is secondary. Um, back at the station, Porter says they're checking geotags, social media posts, and also MI5 are also on board trying to collect all the photos and videos they can of the hockey stadium, Peter Ingalls, those seats to see who's sitting beside him. MI5, find a photo of Peter Ingalls at the game. It's from March. And in the photo, sitting beside him is the man from the peace camp who interrupted the chat between Longacre and Jade in one of the first episodes before Jade died. His name is Ben Oakley. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, So... Longacre and the whole team rushed to the peace camp to raid uh, Ben Oakley's caravan. Luckily for Ben, though, he's popped down to Budgeons for a few cans and he gets a text telling him that the police are at the camp looking for him. So he legs it. Um, The cops raid his caravan. They find Jade's laptop which wouldn't look suspicious maybe if it was just sitting in there, but they've wrapped it in a tea towel and hidden it in a like, in, compa- the oven, like. in a compartment <laughs> under, the, under oven. the oven. So yeah. like it just makes it look really dodgy. Um, so then Kat, this is Jade's friend who's been floating around the peace camp. And did she offer to go with her yeah. the night that she ended up getting murdered? She did. She gives the guys the password to get into this laptop because she's like, oh, I used to use it. So they're like, but you have the password. But she had texted him and told him as well. She did. She texted Ben Oakley to tell him to run. Mm. Uh, but then she does give them the password to Jade's laptop. Um, so, yeah, Kat. Kat. Yeah, couldn't figure out. Was mm. she just thinking, oh, the cops are here? And then she's realised, oh, God. Yeah. 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 Anyway, her name is Kat, okay? The Rear Admiral and Branning look at a screen and they can see at least four Russian submarines circling around the area where Vigil should be. They, four? Yeah. They still haven't heard back from Vigil and the Rear Admiral is like, I wonder if the Russians know where it is. 
Um, so as they get ready to pop on the moon suits and go into the contaminated area, Silva and the coxswain ask, sorry, asks the coxswain what might happen to him now that he's admitted the affair with Tiffany. Um, and he's like, look, I might be spending more time with my family. And he's like, it's not before time foreshadowing um, before they leave Amy writes a quick happy birthday note to Poppy in pen and paper uh, saying she loves her and draws a little bird on it it's very a good little is it a robin illustration yeah I don't yeah. know if it's a robin or a bird lovely wingspan um, we then see a flashback to her and Poppy they're out for a walk and Amy's really mature here because Poppy's like why doesn't Granny like you and she's like look people are complicated she misses your dad Greek comes out in different ways and different people. I just thought it was a really nice scene. Um, Amy says uh, here, back on the submarine, if anything happens to me to make sure that uh, my colleague Longacre gets this note. So it's very, she was very much going in here thinking like, I could die. Um, I was like, it was then I was like, you're a goner and Glover's a goner. Yeah, yeah. Um, Branning arrives at the peace camp to tell Longacre that the Russian Navy have put multiple vessels right across the patrol area research vessels apparently uh, she's like look it looks like they're hunting vigil um, Ben Oakley arrives at the house of MSP that is an MP in England and a TD in Ireland a minister of Scottish Parliament um, Patrick Cruden um, saying he's got photographic proof that there is a Russian spy in Dunlock um, back at the peace camp MI5 are looking at Jade's laptop now that they've got the password and they can see Well, they put two and two together and they're like, Ben Oakley most likely stole a photo off this laptop, transferred it by USB to his phone and then deleted it off this laptop. So he's the only one with this photo of Ingalls and the other person. Um, They could also tell here that Oakley has made five phone calls to Patrick Cruden in the last hour. So they're like, let's get to Cruden's gaff. Uh, Back at Cruden's house, Ben shows Cruden the photo, which I think clearly shows Peter Ingalls in his ice hockey jacket, talking to Dodgy Doward. Yeah, I think it's Doward, but then at the same time, I'm like, is it Doward? Is it? Is it someone else? Mm. It, it realistically, it's Doward. Yeah, but I think it looks like Doward, but maybe. I wouldn't be like I. I kind of be up if it was a bit of a. If reveal. It, also someone else, yeah. Um, so when Cruden asked Ben, he's like, look, how did you get the photo? If we're going to run with this, like, I need you to be completely honest like, with me. Like, we're fully meant to think it's Doward, the audience. Yes. But we're, I'm just reading too yeah, much into yeah, it. Yeah, if there's another yeah, person that yeah. we haven't suspected. Uh, ben was like, look, I was approached by the Russian guy in the photo. Um, he's an awful arsehole. Awful. Oh. Awful arsehole. Um, they agree they'll publish the photo. And after they do that, they, we're like, we'll tell the police after we published it because they're like, they do need to investigate this. But Ben says, I need asylum first. He's like, I need to be put in an embassy somewhere where they can't get to me because they're going to try and kill me, stick me in prison, whatever. Um, Longacre and co, they're en route to Cruden's house, but it's too late. Ben and Cruden are hightailing it in a car to an embassy. They're filming a video on the back of the car. Ben is all like, look, Britain's nuclear deterrent is not safe and secure because a lad from the British Navy is going to an ice hockey game or a hockey game with a Russian spy. He's like, don't let the government tell you it's safe. We need the submarines out of Scotland and out of Britain. Back down on vigil. <laughs> God knows where it is. Silva and the coxswain... Being hunted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Silva and the coxswain have their moon suits on with the gorgeous ring lighting installed inside. And they're uh, getting a very off-the-cuff, yet intense, like, health and safety rundown from Hadlow here. It's like, you know, when you go to do a manual handling course, it's like, this is how you lift the box. He's like, this is how you don't die. No, but guys, okay? Like, I love a bit of drama and I love this show, but why are the two most inexperienced people going in and yeah. getting the terrible poison yeah. from, like... From the, the, the tin of grapefruit. It's wild yeah. that it's them. So here Hadlow was like, basically he really stresses, he's like, it's so important that you don't damage the seams of your suit 
or the gas will get in. Now, can I just say one thing? I'm just going back on my own point there. But then at the same time, I've just realised that it had to be them because they can't tell anyone to panic them or else it'll yeah. get word will get out. Also, sorry, never mind not telling me that Jackie's <laughs> dead from gas poisoning. Where's me dinner? <laughs> like, there's been no food <laughs> delivered to me up on the deck. I, like, if I was shit enough at reading Sonar at the stars, I am going to be either weak or hangry. Very hangry. Where is me lunch? <laughs> where's me grapefruit? Yeah, I don't care where Jackie is. Where's me food? <laughs> um... So then a fella comes along with this big bucket of ice and he pours it into their suits to keep them cool. <laughs> and he's like, trust me, you're going to need this. So then they put on their, their helmets with the gorgeous ring lighting and they've got radios inside them so they can speak to each other. But a point is made here that the crew outside will not be able to hear them. They can't communicate back out. Um, Amy finds a crew member who knows Morse code and she's like, I'll bang on the wall with this ladle. with ha- <laughs> The with soup, the soup ladle Because we don't need it Because we can't feed anyone We'll bang on the wall With the soup ladle High tones and low tones If we need to communicate And you could read The Morse code Off the fucking soup label We knew the ladle. Morse code Was going to come back into it though Because they have been You know They did yeah. show us that scene With Longacre And with Silva um, There is when a they theory were... Somebody has a theory This week as well That the Morse code Is going to come back Into it again <laughs> Okay. I don't know if I have that theory. Well, I'll tell you. Okay. Uh, now, everyone clears off, uh, so they get away from before the door opens, and uh, the coxswain and Amy slowly open that big, heavy metal door that's keeping the sarin gas away from them. It's pitch black in there, apart from like this dim red light. Um, and yeah, I think they've. I think the best way to explain that is they've powered it down so that the air doesn't circulate around the rest of the submarine. It's dramatic effect. Uh, Longacre takes a call. They think Oakley is on his way to the Russian embassy, so they race towards there, right? Now, back in a very tense scene in a darkened vigil, Amy begins to examine Jackie's body and the coxswain goes to find those all-important hazmat suits. But just as he takes them down off the hangers, he accidentally and unknowingly tears the trousers of his moon suit. Now, he does get the hazmat suits back out into that uh, makeshift decontamination area, but he barely makes it back in before he starts to look quite clammy in the face, he actually made me feel ill. Like, I wanted to get a bit sick. He this looked was so stressful really, to watch. He looks so clammy. Um, Longacre and Porter tell Cruden that Oakley stole the photo off Jade and that the photo is the reason that Jade was murdered. Now, Oakley has made an absolute fool of Cruden, yeah. who's helped to get him into the Chinese embassy, not the Russian one. Um, Longacre says the second person in that photo outside the hockey game with Ingalls she's like he's on board vigil right now he's extremely dangerous and we need to see that photograph to identify who that person is Uh, so they race towards the Chinese embassy Cruden is like doubled over in devastation back on vigil Amy is continuing to examine Jackie's body and an ever tiring coxswain bags up the large tin of grapefruit with the gas in it that killed Jackie in a plastic bag now the tin is looking a bit of plastic it was probably a compostable bag it looked they needed so like a full on you know like the freezer bag from Marks and Spencers yeah. they needed one of them with a seal at minimum at minimum yeah it was the thinnest looking thing I've ever seen um Amy finds a note on Jackie's body. This is the note we saw Jackie read just before she died. It says, Little cat, Bally, not a done deal. Cat. Cat (gasps) from the peace camp. Or they wouldn't know her cat's name being Cat Catherine. Cat from the peace camp. I don't know. Now, I'm putting two and two yeah. together. I could be way off. Little cat. Little, it's, not, it's, not, it's not Silva's Little cat. cat. Bally, not a done deal. One last chance. Leave it where instructed or you'll join Burke. Okay, little cat, not sure. Bally, done deal. Bally's in Indonesia. Yeah. 
Bali, not a done deal. So your son might... Your son is might not getting out. threatening the son. Yeah, so your son's not getting out. You have one last chance. Leave it where instructed. Is that the gas yeah. to kill people? But she accidentally opened it and killed herself? Did she... Yeah, I don't know. Or did she just decide... I don't... I don't or I, is she trying to kill herself and save everyone else? I don't know. Because what did she say earlier? Tell Sean I couldn't. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, was she trying to alert people that if she was dead, then the gas was there so they'd know it was on board? Yeah. yeah. Little cat. Little cat is the thing that we don't yeah. understand. Mm. Um, okay. Amy then says the chilling words, there's someone else on the boat. Uh, she Ugh. then surmises that it was Jackie's job to kill Burke so they could fly a replacement out. Doward, the guy she flew in with on the helicopter who would barely speak to her. Remember, he was like, I was told I'm not supposed to speak to you. Oh, and he was basically like, oh, I heard all these awful goings yeah, on with Mitchell. She was, she was like, uh, uh, hello, you're not talking to me. He's like, I'm not, I've been told I can't speak to you. Is that because he was trying to hide a dodgy accent? I don't think he's actually no. Russian. I think he's just I working think that with would the be, Russians. Like what we said, I think it would be a bit cheap if someone turned around all of a sudden was like, yes. Yeah, he's just a traitor. Um, yeah, so uh, this is the guy she flew in on the helicopter. He barely speaks to her. He can't he's read also, the sonar. He, well, he can't read the So he can't seem to tell where Jay McDonald is belting out a medley of power ballads on a cruise liner <laughs> just metres away. Send the clouds. <laughs> um, with that, the coxswain actually looks like somebody who's taken one too many disco biscuits at a festival. Like, oh, jeez. No, I was like, he's not going to even make it out. And she's like, stand up. He is Stay with me. So clammy and white in the face. Like, it's nauseating to watch. And then Amy, like, notices the tear in his trouser leg. Like, he's, she's like, you mate, you're fucked. Like, you've totally inhaled the sarin gas. And then, uh, sorry, yeah, and here, just remember, earlier, Dr. Doherty said that she didn't have the drugs on board needed to save anyone poisoned. No, so, no, he's got, like, there's no way he's going to survive this. I don't know. Um, no. Amy struggles to help him limp back out of the decontamination area, but they just about get there. Elliot collapses on the floor in a heap. Amy runs, well, tries to run. She's really, really hot and heavy in the suit With at the this grapefruit. point. She's got the tin of grapefruit in the little see-through plastic bag. She's running, 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 trying to get the, to the torpedo tubes, but she's really struggling because she's overheating. She gets into the room that has the torpedo tube. We see from behind somebody in a hazmat suit. And this scene reminded me of like, I don't know if it's a stage show I've seen or a movie or another TV show, but it's like, it's really sort of menacing, but also kind of camp in a way. Like it's just this this person in like full PPE who you can clearly see looks dodgy as hell, but we don't know who it is yet. Is it a bit like it, the, what we had at Line of Duty with the nurse, the man? Dr- yeah. yeah. <gasps> that is exactly Batman what it is. Batman and Heath Ledger it was, as a Joker dressed it, in the Rev, nurse's outfit. Rev, that is exactly No, it is, because exactly you know, you're is. like, ee, ee, ee. It's like you both know. of those things yeah, in one. Yeah, it is, that's like exactly, that. exactly what it is, yeah. <laughs> it's the nurse with the back to the, yeah, in, in a duty when they throw her out the window. George out the window, yeah, yeah, yeah That's yeah. exactly what it was. Thank you. Um, so they uh, they put the can in the tube, the, 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 the grapefruit with the gas, Grant, and then this mysterious person helps Amy take her helmet off from behind. Now, I thought this person, because I was like, they're clearly dodgy, didn't know who it was. I was like, they're going to strangle her. They're, like, she's gone. and But they don't. And then the, the, the little evidence bag with the note for, that was in Jackie's pocket is on the ground. And like, Amy sort of reaches over. Now, she's exhausted and she tries to pick it up. But the fully PP'd up person, PPE'd up person, tries to grab it off and she's struggling to get it back she's like no 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 that doesn't. she's like it doesn't need to go in there that's evidence yeah. and they grab it off they fuck it in the torpedo tube the camera pans up and it's Doward the dodgy bastard then <gasps> oh. 
Why he you find it so stressful? smacks Amy across the face with the back of his hand and she falls to the floor. Back outside that decontamination area, Dr. Doherty and Hadlow are checking on the coxswain. It is not looking good. We then see a close-up shot of Amy's face. And when the camera pans out, we see the DCI Amy Silva, our beloved Saran Jones, is inside the torpedo tube. She freaks out. It's like a horror movie. It is like a horror movie. She freaks out. She starts banging on the metal and screaming for help. But things are not looking good at all because Darid is at a panel just outside and presses a button which fills the tube quite quickly, I might add. Very, very quickly. With water. And as the credits roll, it very much looks like Silva is going to drown. And unless there's some sort of James Bond style escape, I don't see how DCI Amy Silva is getting out of that tube alive. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It was such a tense, stressful, traumatic episode. It was fantastic. It was such a brilliant penultimate episode setting up the finale. Yeah. I think the coxswain has a higher chance of surviving than Amy does. No, I think the coxswain's a goner because they've nothing for the poison. We know that already. We know that she specifically said, last kiss, we've, I've nothing to give and you if you like, get poisoned. I'm going to go see my family. He's not going to see yeah. them either. No, 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 he's Are gone. Are they both dead? Because there's no way she can get out of that. Like, she was drowning before. Like, she's drowning. The only way that she could get out of it is, is if, if in his dying declaration moment that the coxswain says, it's dowered. And then someone goes, Dower's in there with not her. Quick, it's not quick enough. I know, but for dramatic purposes, no, Brenton. it's not quick enough. I don't think it's quick enough either. I don't think it, it would be a realistic scenario because like, she's in the torpedo tube. I'd say she has... The seawater's filling up. 90 seconds max to hold her breath underwater. And he's also going to fire her out. Well, she's probably a higher chance of surviving than being cannonballed out of the submarine. One of the Russians will be like, here, we'll just grab her there. <laughs> <laughs> Clutching a tin of grapefruit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> as a like, snack. Listen, phenomenal, phenomenal episode wild slightly unrealistic but listen is anything realistic it's a drama it's a drama that's what we're here for we're loving it it's great will I go through some thoughts and theories please do okay 
Sheila Pritchard says, Jesus, Mary and Joseph and the wee dolphin. I loved that. I loved that so much. We, re- we retweeted it um, on Sunday night. Veronica Ford tweeted us and she reckons that Glover will tell the two looking after him where Silva is gone and they will save her. My question is why, when Silva is claustrophobic, was she the one to put on the suit and go with Glover to bring back the container? Because she's adamant she wanted to go and examine Jackie's body. She's the only police detective on board. She wanted to examine the body and find out what what's going on yeah fair enough okay Brendan that was actually a very good point Lindsay Dickinson says I'm not sure it's my theory as such but when Longacre promised Poppy that Amy would visit as soon as she went back I said well they're all going to die in that submarine now aren't they I hope that that doesn't prove accurate yeah mm-hmm. and Longacre like crying over her and Amy and the custody and all that yeah, yeah. but yeah. is that just supposed to build tension so that when the day is saved we're all like oh thank god probably Sarah Campbell says she reckons that this is how Amy is going to get out of the tube. She bangs on the side in Morse code. That's the theory, yeah. And the up until now rubbish sonar operators pick it up. Or she tapped out Doward is a wrong one in Morse code with the ladle and we didn't see it happening. Yeah, would the guys upstairs monitoring the sonar because obviously Doward's not up there, he's down there with her. Well, there was would s- they be able to hear that from up there? I don't know. If they can't hear a they cruise haven't heard ship. fucking much, have No, they? they haven't. They can't hear like the Useless. trawler, another submarine, seven bloody Russian submarines, the American submarine. Where's their six month review? <laughs> Lisa Quake got in touch saying I just read this on Instagram what if Doward was trying to decontaminate Amy by putting her into the tube and have the water cleanse her not my theory but willing to grasp at straws please stay alive Amy and I love that somebody replied to her on this Twitter thread and went but he smacked her in the face first Daniel (laughs) Daniel Cook says a bit far-fetched but what if Doward is following instructions from the captain to get her into the torpedo tube by any means he rinses off Amy and then he'll flush the water and let her out I I don't know I don't think so because we know that Doward has been in cahoots I hope I'm not going to be disappointed by the start of next week's episode like it'll be a vigil's coming home (laughs) it's coming home no I listen He's definitely dodgy. Derek. Yeah, yeah. He, he hit hasn't put her in he there for a like, bath. He wasn't like you need to get in. I need to clean. You know, like there's and a also, bit of Ray Docks. There love. was no. Was she meant to ever be in the torpedo tube? No, like no. That's why it's not like no. this is part of the. Plan. No. <laughs> Adam Parkin says <laughs> one of the two has to survive to tell the tale. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Although the Morse code could be the anyway. I think the next episode will start with Glover asking where. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just have visions of Sarajevo <laughs> getting rinsed off. Shot out of a torpedo tube. Sorry, I didn't write this down correctly. I think she the did episode... all her own stunts as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think the next, next episode will start with Glover asking where the one who came onto the ship with Amy is. Okay, so Glover's going to be like, Glover where is Dowers? No, but is it his dying declaration? Like, do you know what I mean? Oh, oh don't give me another dying declaration and Morse code. Yeah. We know how that turned out in Line of Duty. He then finds out where he is and that Amy's in danger. So say he's like uh, Doward and then the people are like, oh, Doward's in there with Amy and then they rush in and they're like, she's in the torpedo tube. (laughs) The crew managed to save her but Glover does die due to being infected already. I think Glover's gone, guys, unfortunately. Yeah, and there's and, no way. And realistically, she no way. needs to be gone as well. Unless, unless it's no, because she's afraid of confined spaces. <gasps> Wait a minute, is it going to be like something to do with when she swam back down to try and save your man from the car that she learned to hold her breath for a long time? 
is she gonna be, she's like I, I wasn't able to save him then did she go and do lessons to hold her breath underwater Brandon uh, is this a theory coming off the top of my head so yeah she'd be like oh I wasn't able to save the love of my life because I couldn't hold my breath underwater for long enough so in the last 18 months I went to do lessons to hold my breath and she can like hold her breath for like bloody 75 minutes and by minutes. the time they come in together they'll just let her out of the tortilla pedo tube she'll just be like <gasps> flush <sighs> thank you it was a lovely bath. Bev Walker says, Glover will tell the others about Doward, so when they get, the, so they will get there in time to save Amy and the torpedo fire fails because Vigil's not fit for purpose, which they have said a lot of times. Yeah. Okay, so basically... Oh, he said in this episode, we cannot fire. Oh. Yeah, he said it. He made a point. The so Amy's not going to be going into the sea. No, unfortunately, I'd love to see that. <laughs> also, was Jackie already supposed to have done Amy in extra pudding in the previous episode? That was interesting. Mm. Remember, she was like, oh, I have a bit of pudding if you want some afterwards. Could the captain be dodgy? Therefore, Prentice becomes the hero. I do think Prentice is going to get a moment. Yeah. Yeah. Hannah Mill says... I think Gary Walsh will save Amy. He's been pretty absent the last few episodes and he did actually suspect the sabotage. So maybe he's been keeping an eye on things. I think the Rear Admiral Shaw is suspicious too. I wonder if the coxswain dies, but in a twist of good fortune, also knows Morse code. Think D.I. Matthew Cotton in Line of Duty, heart. And we'll reveal all in a dying declaration, taking more series to decipher. (laughs) Do you think we're getting a second series of Vigil? I think there's potential for one. Um, yeah, there is potential for one. I guess it depends how it ends yeah. this week. Robin Curry tweeted, I get why the new guy is the traitor. However, this doesn't explain why the messaging between the Russian and the member of Vigil stopped before Vigil set off. Is there a third man who instructed Jackie to kill Burke? Yeah. Yeah. Is it Connor Swindells? And I, now he's I, double bluffing, being like, oh, no. wipe a bit of bleach on your love. Get in there. <laughs> Do you know? Yeah. We've gotten in a really detailed email from Kay, who has lots of great points about Cronin, okay? So Cronin is the female submarine officer, would you call them officer? Member, crew Mm -hmm. member, who uh, was saying that she knows Morse code to Silva before she went in. Yeah. Okay. Now that the connection between Jackie and Doward has been figured out in episode five, I can't help but think that there is still another asset on board Vigil. It seems too obvious that Doward is the only asset and Jackie, since a lot of viewers figured out it was him before the episode due to his failure at reading the sonar twice. Yes. I just have an inkling that Cronin is more than what she seems. Her duties as a messenger make her very close to Newsom and active in the control room. She handles messages and she can overhear a lot of conversations. So she is practically hidden within plain sight, but not necessarily suspicious because of this, because it's her job. Yeah. She was also the very first vigil crew member in the audience um, that the audience saw and heard from in episode one when she was handing Newsom a message and her reaction to Burke's body being taken out of the cabin was also shown, but the camera didn't focus on her like it did with Jackie. Mm-hmm. Her involvement over the episodes increases, especially in episode four and in episode five. We learned that she knows Morse code, which makes sense since she receives and sends the messages and the telegrams. So I think Doward has a partner and it may be Cronin. Another thing that is suspicious to avoid detection, Newsom changed Vigil's course towards the shipping lane where Doward later missed the sonar reading and caused the communication wire to get snagged in episode four. We don't know who gave Newsom the order. We yes, mentioned this last week. Yeah. But Cronin usually has handles the messages so 
did Cronin give him that message? That this, this is all making perfect sense. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um, also, I still have a lot of questions of uh, who Rear Admiral Shaw called on his phone in episode three and what happened to slash where is Ross Harmison who was transferred to the Middle East um, now, but my thoughts are just mainly focused on Cronin. I'm super scared for Amy's life and now Elliot's, but if Cronin turns out to be good, maybe that the Morse code will come in handy and Cronin will save her from drowning because mm-hmm. she's banging on the thing. I don't know if she could hear from there though. Yeah. Here's to hoping Amy reunites with Kirsten and Poppy. I mean, fingers crossed. It's it will be extremely unrealistic if that happens. Yeah, but it's also unrealistic that she's there in the first place. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Do you know what I mean? She was yeah. wearing a micro wave. <laughs> Let it slide. Let it slide. Um, thank you so much for all of your theories this week. Some great points. Uh, Cronin, we still were saying as well in the previous week that um, Kearley was someone as well that we were a bit suspicious of last week. Doherty, perhaps. I don't think so. I think that um, it's now another person that's hiding in plain sight. Um, I don't think it's Gary Walsh, but is it Hadlow? There's a lot to pack into the last episode if we're to get all the answers we want. And I just feel like it's all a bit too obvious now. There's not that much to theorise Mm -hmm. about, and that's because we don't know about a key player who's still on board. Yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that is it from us. Thank you so much for listening and for getting in touch with us on social at ShrinePod and via ShrinePod at gmail.com. A very special thank you to TV critic, broadcaster and all-round lovely guy, Scott Bryan, for chatting to us as part of his New York Times piece about the success of British crime thrillers like Vigil, Line of Duty and Bodyguard. It was yeah. a moment that we could never have dreamed of when we started chatting to each other in a room in 2019 doing terrible impressions of Ted Hastings. And uh, poor Stephen Graham. Oh my God. <laughs> if you would like to support Shrine Podcast, you can head to patreon.com forward slash Shrine Pod or you could hit the subscribe button and leave us a stunning review. Mucho, mucho gracias to mucho, some mucho of our amor. new patron Catrons, um, Tom Voden, Jen Noble and Neil Jones. We will be back next Wednesday morning at 6am to discuss the finale of Vigil. Until then, ta-ta, take care and don't get stuck in a bloody tube. I hope Hannah makes it back safe from Port Havers. Oh, I can't wait to hear about Port Havers. And also, we were in the New York Times. Crazy. How are you with confined spaces? This is TV worth talking about. So we want to hear what you have to say. Find Shrine Podcasts on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at ShrinePod. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.